ओम अज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शिलाया चक्षुन्मिलित तस्मय श्री गुरुवे नम हरे कृष्णा एवरी वन वेलकम बैक टू द भगवदगीता स्टडी सर्कल वी हैव बीन डिस्कसिंग चैप्टर सेवन एंड वी आर इन सेशन नंबर सेवेंटी टूडे सो वी हैव कवर्ड अलॉट ऑफ थिंग्स इन द प्रीवियस चैप्टर एंड सेवेंथ चैप्टर वी हैव जस्ट बिगिन एंड इन द प्रीवियस सेशन वी डिस्कस दैट हाउ कृष्णा एक्सप्लेन एंड टोल्ड दैट ही इज एक्चुअली a connecting factor sutre manigana eva so anything that exists in this world in this material world it is all connected through krishna just like the pearls in a necklace are all strung together with a thread now you see the pearls look so beautiful but they look beautiful because they are strung together now when they're all looking so beautiful the binding factor the thread is not visible so similarly in this world when we see all these so many beautiful things across us around us it's all very beautiful because the thread is krishna and krishna is the most beautiful one so that is why he is the one who is connecting each and every beautiful thing on this existence in this whole universe so krishna has explained that i am the binding factor i act like the sutradhar isn't it so similarly krishna also has explained very nicely and he has told us that how all this panchabhutas or basically the eight elements are all dependent on me i am the origin of earth water fire air ether mind intelligence false ego everything is all dependent and originating from me so krishna has explained these different things but now until verse number 7 krishna has kind of explained gnana but in the very beginning of this chapter krishna has told that how gnana vigyana sahitam i am going to explain to you both gnana and vigyana both are going to be useful for you so until verse number 7 krishna has explained the different aspects of gnana but now he is actually going to talk about vigyana he is going to talk about the another level another highest level of truth now he is going to reveal himself to everyone he is going to reveal everyone that how and so beautifully his superior position is okay so dev you can unmute yourself and let's share this verse number 8 It's very very nice word. So beautifully, Krishna is explaining about this. Okay. Yes. Rasoham apsukonteya. Rasoham apsukonteya. Prabhasmi shashi surya yoho. Prabhasmi shashi surya yoho. Pranavah sarva vedeshu. प्रणव 
प्रभाष्मी शशि सूर्य हो प्रणव सर्वेदेशु प्रणव सर्वेदेशु शब्द खे पौरुषमृषु शब्द खे पौरुषमृषु प्लीज रीड द ट्रांसलेशन ओ सन ऑफ कुंती आई एम द टेस्ट ऑफ वाटर द लाइट ऑफ द सन एंड द मून the syllable om in the vedic mantras i am the sound in ether and ability in man hari krishna wonderful thank you so much so here krishna is starting with a very beautiful way of putting his position across very nicely saying that raso ham apsukaunti o kaunte raso ham apsu means water So now we all know that water is very very important for our existence. In fact, if uh, scientists are looking for some life in other planets, the first thing they want to identify is whether there is water or not, isn't it? That's so. Hum, ab sukhonte. So they basically are looking for water. Water is very very essential, isn't it? So water is what they are looking for. But now Krishna is saying, "Raso ham rasa." What is that rasa? Krishna is saying that water has a very specific, very wonderful, peculiar quality. That rasaha. What is that rasaha? That it has the ability to quench thirst, and nobody can do that. No other element can actually quench our thirst. You would drink Coca-Cola or anything. It is not like the taste of the water. Water in itself has its original taste, and that original taste. Krishna is saying, "I am that rasaha." He is saying that original taste of the water is me. Just see how it is. Now, this unchanging original taste of the water is called as anaguntakaha quality. Anaguntakaha in Vedic terms, it is called anaguntakaha. Means that which cannot be changed, that which is original. Anaguntakaha. That which changes is aguntakaha. which means there are a lot of things that can be changed similarly in a water also has there are secondary qualities of the water for example you take water and you mix lemon into it it will get that you know that bitter or sour taste it gets you mix sugar it will get uh, sweet taste so water although it has its original taste you can mix it with different elements and you can change the taste so that is called aguntakaha but the original taste of the water which is not salty not sour not sweet the original taste rasaha that is anaguntakaha that is krishna is saying rasaha i am that i am that original taste so wonderful it is it is not an ordinary thing to be told krishna is saying it is very very special now water this is the quality that original taste similarly there is original originality in everything you take cotton the cotton is one of the characteristic of cotton is it's white it's pure white now that pure white cotton you can actually then make into threads and then you make them into noodles and then slowly slowly you know those cotton threads can be given colors but the originality is actually white the original white cotton can be changed into different colors those are different colors are all aguntakaha 
Anaguntakai means that the cotton is always white. That is how it is. The originality of cotton is it is white. Similarly, Krishna is also saying here the next thing. Rasoham apsukaunteya prabhasmi shashishurayaho. See, so nice. He's saying that prabha, prabhasmi means the rays, the rays of the shashi surayaho. Shashi also refers to the moon. So, the rays of the moon and the sun, they are actually originating from me. Actually, it is true. It's a fact that, you know, that the energy that sun is reflecting, it's not on its own. It is actually being reflected by the Brahma Jyoti of the Lord. The Brahma Jyoti, the effulgence of the Lord, when it actually penetrates this, through this universe, this Brahmanda, that Brahma Jyoti is reflected by the sun. Sun on its own does not have any uh, existence or ability to give any light to us. It is the Brahma Jyoti which is reflected by the Surya. And there is a predominating deity, there is the Surya Devata. So now you please understand that original rays, the original rays of the sun are actually coming from me. And not just the sun, but also the moon. The moon is also reflecting rays because of me. I am the Prabhasmi. I am the one who actually make these wonderful heavenly bodies to reflect light. Now this is not an ordinary thing. You see, most of the vegetation, it gets nourished in the night. It gets nourished in the night because of the moon rays. Moon rays, even scientifically today, scientists have concluded that how that most of this vegetation, including in the forest and everywhere else, they get nourished because of the moon rays. In fact, ragi, wheat and most of the crops, they get a lot of nourishment in the night because of the moon, the moon rays. So that is why moon is very, very essential. The moon rays are very essential. Most of the white flowers, they actually, they blossom in the night because of the moon rays. You see? So moon rays actually nourish. So in turn, what is happening? Krishna is nourishing us through the moon. See, Krishna is taking care of us so nicely. He's not simply kept all this moon and sun randomly. He has a purpose behind. So this moon rays are actually reflected or the rays are coming because of Krishna. Surya hub. Sometimes we, you know, in the summer times we say, oh, what is this Surya? You know, the sun is rising and making us sweat like anything. Why at all this sun is rising, you know? Many times we complain that the sun is giving out so much of heat and this is not good for us. Hope this sun will not rise today. What will happen if the sun doesn't rise? Just imagine. Four days, if it continuously starts raining, then you start blaming the rain. Oh my God, why is it raining so much? So, everything has its purpose. And you see, even in the morning when the sun rays are coming out, they are actually giving again a lot of nourishment to the plants. Nourishment to all the animals. The photosynthesis happened because of the Surya, the, the rays of the sun. You see? So, sun is essential for existence. The sun rays are essential for existence. And Krishna is saying, that Prabhasmi, those rays are actually coming because of me. You know, we had discussed earlier also in one of the sessions that how, you know, the there are so many people who just exist on the sun rays. What are they called? By the way, they are not vegetarians. They are not non-vegetarians. They simply exist on the sun rays. Does anyone remember? You know, Brotherians. What is it? 
Bredarians. Bredarians. Yes, Bredarians. Bredarians. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me because I was just thinking about it. Now, see, Bredarians, they are just people who just breathe. You know, they just breathe. They don't eat. They don't drink anything. They just exist on air and sunlight. Bredarians. Very nice. Good you remember both of you. Very nice. So, Bredarians, you know, all they are existing on the sun. So, see, Krishna is making even this facility available. That, okay, you come on, exist on me. So, it's all very, very nice. Next, Krishna is also saying, let's see what Krishna is saying. So, Rasoham Apsukaundaya, water, the taste, I'm original taste of the water. Prabhasmi, I'm raised in Pranavaha, Sarvabedeshu. Pranavaha. Pranavaham also means Omkara. The Sarvavedeshu, all the Vedic mantras, Vedas mean mantras. The Vedic mantras, they begin with what? They begin with Omkara. And Krishna is saying that Vedic mantra is me. Now, this Omkara, Pranavaha, has three syllables basically, A, U, Ma. Now, at a very uh, superficial level, this Omkara is basically having three syllables, A, U, Ma. But not, it's not the end. In fact, it is also said in the scriptures that this Omkara represents all the 50 syllables of the Sanskrit word, of the Sanskrit language. A, A. You know, it all begins, right? Sanskrit begins with A, A. There are no 26 uh, uh, letters like in English. English has only 26 letters, but Sanskrit, it has 50 letters. So it begins with A and it ends with Sha. Akshara. Akshara means it represents all the 50 syllables. Akshara means it has all the 50 syllables, letters of the Sanskrit language. Akshara. And this Akshara is nothing but Omkara. Omkara has all these 50 letters. Then the combination goes on and it can produce unlimited words. In fact, all the words that we speak are originating from Omkara. And this Omkara is representation, the sound representation of Narayana. Omkara. See, Pranavas Sarvavedeshu. It is originating from the Lord. Omkara is originating from the Lord. So wonderful it is. And then we should also understand that Krishna says that uh, Brahmaksharam, you know, earlier also he had the Brahmakshara. This Brahmakshara, Omkara, is my origin. It's coming from my uh, my uh, existence. I am the origin of this Omkara. Now, Krishna is saying that very interestingly, you see, Pranava Sarva Vedeshu, all the words, they are encompassed, they are all uh, Within Omkara, Omkara has all these aksharas. Shabda khe. Shabda means sound. Khe means ether. Now, ether, the sound in the ether is also me. Shabda khe. Khe means ether. So this is another very interesting thing that Krishna is explaining to all of us. Now, the sound in Akasha Tattva is me. The Omkara inwards is me. And the rays of the sun and moon is me. The taste of the water is me. So everything actually is in me. I am the origin of everything. 
and in the Srimad Bhagavatam, specifically in the third canto, 26th chapter, 33rd verse, it is very nicely defined what is sound. What is sound? What is Shabdaha? Shabdaha means it is said, Arthashrayatvam Shabdasya Drashtur Lingatvam Evacha Tan Matratvam Chatnabhaso Lakshanam Kavayo Viduhu. Which means, very nicely, I'll just read word to word. Persons who are learned and who have true knowledge define sound as that which conveys the idea of an object, indicates the presence of a speaker and constitutes the subtle form of meter. See, basically what is sound? It is said that sound means, Shabda means it conveys an idea of an object. You see, anytime when we say laptop, laptop means it conveys an idea. The word laptop, it conveys an idea about laptop. It's Shabdaha. So sound means it conveys a certain meaning to a particular object. It gives meaning to the Arthashraya. It takes the Arthashraya. It takes the shelter of the meaning. That is Shabdaha. Now when we say Shabdaha, it is not just meaning. It's not just Arthashraya. It also indicates that there is a speaker. Speaker means there is a conscious person. So Shabdaha, whenever there is sound, it gives meaning and it also indicates the presence of the speaker. This is where the modern scientists are unable to give clarification on what is sound. They cannot define sound. Many scientists have failed to understand this sound. And this sound, what is it? Then it is said, and constitutes a subtle form of ether. This Shabdaha, where is it residing? In the ether. I've explained to you this before also. That ether is like the hard disk. Ether, the space, it's, it actually stores all the information. All the activities that you do, every word that you speak is getting stored in the ether, in the space. That's why while a person, when is dying, at the point of death, he is able to remember everything, good, bad, ugly, everything that he has done. He is able to remember because the ether, it is all retrieved from the ether and told, see, this is what you have done. Everything is shown to you before dying. That's why people cry while dying. Oh my God, what is this? I am seeing all the nonsense. I am remembering everything that I have done. You see? So, so ether. Now just imagine, if there is no omkara, if there is no words, what will happen? We cannot communicate. In fact, the mobiles, every gadget that we are using are able to communicate. It's because the Lord is so mercifully kept Shabdaha. Shabdaha, sound in ether and he has given the word which are originating from Omkara. Without Omkara, there is no Akshara. Without Akshara, how can we communicate? How can I talk to you? Just imagine how it will Just imagine, you know, your mobile in a silent mode. Somebody is trying to communicate, but it's in silent mode. You cannot communicate. You don't even know that they are trying to call. So just imagine if the Lord had kept all of us in silent mode. There would not be any communication between us. But no, he's merciful. He said, okay, take this Shabda. Shabda that is there in the ether. It's a complete network across. Everywhere this Shabda is there. Shabda is there within the ether and space is everywhere. So there is no network problem. 
you know sometimes you go here there airtel there is some problem jio there is some problem network issues will keep coming here and there isn't it but here krishna has put shabdaha for communication in space see just imagine he has kept the shabdaha in space and space is everywhere and everywhere in the 14 planetary system in this whole universe there is no network problem at all now you may wonder and ask question prabhu ji what is this if space is everywhere why am i not able to hear sound correct why am i not able to hear sound because we need to have an instrument that is called abhivanjaka samagri abhivanjaka samagri means although there are all these radiations of atel and geo you need to extract them or you need to use them only through the mobile phone now mobile phone is become what abhivanjaka samagri only through that although it's all pervading the network is all pervading you will be able to listen to that sound only when you will be able to access to those radiation only when you have a mobile phone otherwise you cannot access so similarly there is sound everywhere across the 14 planetary system but if you have to listen to them then you need to have a abhivanjaka samagri now this sound there is so much in depth knowledge about this sound uh, which i had explained i think before and going forward also we will explain that how there are four types of sound there is para pashyanti madhyama vaikari vaikari is the most grossest form of sound that you are able to hear now the sound vibration that you are listening is called vaikari then there is madhyama madhyama means the sound vibration that happens at the mental level mental level then there is pashyanti the sound at the intellectual level then para para means that which is transcendental sound so at our consciousness we are able to understand only vaikari knowledge but as the consciousness increases more and more we will be able to understand and have an access to all the different types of this para pashyanti madhyama and vaikari sounds which are there already we are not able to access to them because of our low consciousness right now but when our consciousness increases we will be able to access to all these different forms and these different sound vibrations represent your state represent your state for example when you are listening to vaikari you are in the most grossest form in the jagrat avastha in the madhyama it is swapna avastha the other form pashyanti it is shishupti which is unconscious state and there is another level turiya turiya which is transcendental state so there are different types of sound vibrations and each sound vibrations will actually reflect what state you are in the sound vibrations are very powerful so our consciousness we are only experiencing the vaikari na vaikari shabda without vaikari we will not be able to understand anything so this is how it is there are a lot of processes how this before i speak the sound before it comes out of my my mouth there are a lot of things happening within our consciousness that process is explained in the scriptures that is another subject for another day not today okay so now although space is everywhere sound is everywhere but sound can be accessed only through abhivanjaka samagri you need to have instruments proper instruments to listen to that so now whenever krishna makes something he never claims anything he is least bothered but we are not like that any time when we create any product you see people they put tags they do branding oh this is mine this is mine this is mine 
they do a lot of branding or oh, they want to show off that this is mine in fact uh, before they uh, when you go to the shop when you go to the mall you want to buy some uh, any product and you're trying to bring it out they put tag so that you don't take it away you know everything is protected and it's branding so they protect and they brand but see the lord he creates everything but he doesn't want to brand anything he doesn't want to see anything he doesn't want to proclaim that oh i am the owner he doesn't want he gives us everything he gives us sun he gives us moon he gives us water he gives us air he gives us ether sound everything but he never claimed okay enjoy just see the water what are we doing water from the river is taken and packaged into a bottle and it's called mineral water and you put bisleri or whatever it is and you're selling you're even selling the water which is naturally given by the lord we sell in packeted bottles isn't it same mineral water in krishna did he say any time okay this is mineral water belongs to me <laughs> no we package it and we say oh i this is belong to me now we take everything from the lord and we say this belongs to me so this is our foolishness so krishna is saying oh baba at least you cannot create but at least recognize that i am the origin so krishna is saying by all this what is he trying to say he's saying that i am the origin of this we just recognize become aware why is he saying i am the taste in water what is the need why is he saying that i am the prabhasmi in the surya and moon why is he saying that oh there is a omkara i am the origin pranama omkara he's saying all these things because please understand for your day to day needs you are using water sun moon shabdaha words all these are originating from me become aware of so that you become grateful you become you have that gratitude towards the lord isn't it that is why he is telling this otherwise he doesn't want to show off that okay this i am the original no not like that he's just making us aware that i am the origin of everything so these things we miss out that's why bhagavad gita there are so many layers of understanding layers of understanding superficial level okay okay this is what is happening but no krishna has a meaning krishna has a purpose so we are not in the silent mode but you will see what happens today the modern people and the scientists they want to imitate the lord and they say that okay whatever the lord can do i can also do they they have become rebellious towards god they say that okay you know many times oh husband and wife they have no children oh the lord didn't want maybe lord when the lord blesses then they will have children that was the olden days you know people used to say but today the scientists will say they'll challenge hey what lord lord we will we will create babies for you they want to imitate they will try to make some test tube babies and other things and they say oh i have done that is foolishness raw materials they take from the lord only just like there was uh, one uh, you know small uh, anecdote that we had shared earlier that how a scientist you know he was proclaiming that oh i can do anything that god can do isn't it he was saying that everything that god does i can do so once god himself came in front of him and said oh scientist i heard that you can do anything that god can do he said yes i can do anything so i am god oh you are god the scientist said so i can do anything that you want so god said all right let's see so god took a little bit of clay and the lord made a very beautiful a pot a clay pot and he said okay now you make it scientists also got excited and said okay what is this so 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 simple making a pot i can make it 
So scientists also he started taking his clay and then wanted to make the pot. Lord said, wait, 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 wait. Lord said, first make your own clay. First create your own clay. Then the scientists were dumb. Understanding? So what's happening today? Most of these people they take the raw materials which are already given by the Lord and they say that I have created. I should get the Nobel Prize. I am so and so big scientist. All foolishness. They take everything from the Lord only, but they don't recognize the Lord. So we should be aware. We should become aware that Krishna is the origin of everything, right? And uh, this is what he has explained in this particular sloka. Let's go to the next sloka. So Hina Mataji, please unmute yourself, and uh, you can chant the next sloka. Let me display that to you. Okay. Punyogandha Prithviyamcha Punyogandha Prithviyamcha Tejas Chasmi Vibhavasu Tejas Chasmi Vibhavasu Jeevanam Sarvabhuteshu Jeevanam Sarvabhuteshu Tapas Chasmi Tapas Vishu Tapas Chasmi Tapas Vishu Once again Punyogandha Prithviyamcha Punyogandha Prithviyamcha Tejas Chasmi Vibhavaso Tejas Chasmi Vibhavaso Jeevanam Sarvabhuteshu Jeevanam Sarvabhuteshu Tapas Chasmi Tapas Vishu Tapas Chasmi Tapas Vishu Please read the translation. I am the original fragrance of the earth and I am the heat in fire. I am the life of all that lives and I am the penances of all the ascetics. Hare Krishna. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. So, again, so very nicely Krishna is saying here in the next verse Punyo Gandha Prithviyamcha. Gandha means smell, fragrance. Prithviyamcha, Prithvi earth, actually has the Fragrance. The fragrance is actually in the earth. So that original fragrance of the earth is me. Now, this original Anaguntakaha fragrance, the original Anaguntaka fragrance in Prithvi is me. But the Prithvi can also have Aguntakaha fragrance. Like you see now the flowers. The rose flower has a specific type of Gandaha. It has a smell of a certain type then there are other sunflowers or any other flowers they each of them have different varieties of fragrances to which are all called aguntakaha derived from the earth which is original fragrance prithvi so that original gandaha is actually coming from me i am that original fragrance in the earth and not just gandaha is saying punya gandaha Punya means again, it is that which is very, very auspicious. 
that punya means also original that original and the auspicious fragrance uh, that is what i accept that is what i can take punyat gandha prithviyamcha so now we are not independent like the lord now suppose there is a gutter which is having lot of foul smell around us you know it's spread across the environment that we are staying in can we say that no no i will not smell that no we cannot say that i will not smell that uh, <laughs> unpleasant fragrance it is just not possible we don't have that independence right we have to smell that un- unpleasant fragrance but the lord is so powerful that even in that unauspicious inauspicious unpleasant fragrance he can take the best out of punyat gandha he takes only the good from that he takes only the good gandha from even the inauspicious environment that is the lord just see so powerful the lord is just like even when you you offer naivedya when you offer food to the lord naivedya is there how does the lord eat just by the punyat gandha that wonderful preparation dishes that you have prepared for the lord that itself is enough just by the gandha the lord accepts all the naivedya that you are offering see so wonderful the lord is just by the gandha and by the glance of the lord he accepts all the naivedya that you are offering that is enough for the lord because the gandha is saying that okay i am the original gandha of all this different dishes that you offered me now become aware that i am the origin and you take it as prasadam and that will make you purify you become purified so wonderful and then krishna is saying tejas chasmi vibhava so tejas tejas means what what do you understand by tejas tejas means that heat that heat in the fire is actually me now very interesting so wonderful even now people can uh, scientists cannot understand this this original heat in the fire is me krishna is saying now see fire actually gives rise to water water has its origin from fire but fire the characteristic of heat is not there in water although it is originating or the water is getting its origin from the fire water does not have heat totally opposite water is different from heat the differentiation how this differentiation is there they cannot understand water gets its origin from heat but fire burns everything water cannot burn it instead extinguishes everything just see the variation this is the way the lord acts this is how tejaha chasmi vibhava so now this tejaha that original heat is so wonderful to understand please i'll give you a little hint about this how the heat actually acts it acts differently internally and externally you when you take the food and the food grains if you have to now boil them you need heat correct you every day you are using the uh, stove and the stove is actually having fire the fire is having heat so to cook food you need heat that heat is me krishna is saying and that heat is different from the heat that is there in your body in your stomach now the food is boiled and that boiled food when you put it in your mouth you cannot take the stove the fire on the stove and put it in your stomach oh i will take the same fire and i'll digest the food no there is a different fire now in your stomach that is called jataragni 
the jitter agni is different from the fire that you use to boil the food in the stove just see the difference in the heat so the difference in the heat is aguntakaha but the existence of heat in all different types of fires that is anaguntakaha the heat itself is anaguntakaha the fire means heat that is anaguntakaha but different variations of heat that is aguntakaha you are understanding how there is variation in water variation in heat there is variation in the taste and fragrance everywhere there is variation but the original taste krishna is saying that original tejaha is me see so wonderful krishna is saying so this itself this itself should make us understand that lord is originating everything then krishna is saying jeevanam sarvabhuteshu i am i am actually sustaining all the different living entities this is so wonderful every living entity is actually dependent on the lord the frogs just understand the frogs sometimes they are actually staying within the rocks within the stones where it's not even porous it's not even porous even air cannot go water cannot go but the the frogs stay there the turtles you know they are eating the, the small small uh, you know those algae in the water and they sustain on that they subsist on that the food of the lion is different from the food of the cow you cannot give the meat to the cows and you cannot give grass to the lion the food is designed and accordingly designed to their bodies who is sustaining them the lord have you ever any time gone to the jungle and we have to okay lion come i'll feed you something no we cannot who is sustaining them actually the lord is doing the peacocks the peacocks so beautifully they are all sustained they are eating and getting their wonderful food why because the lord is giving them the insects the ants they are getting their food why because the lord is giving them just see he is sarv jeevanam sarvabhuteshu he is giving and sustaining sustaining all these different living entities so wonderful this is we to maintain one family of 3 to 4 people we have so much struggles we have to struggle and work hard and lord is taking care of innumerable living entities across the universe that is the capacity of the lord that is the power of the lord just imagine isn't it from a small insect to the big <laughs> elephants the lord is sustaining everyone everyone so we should become humble we should be able to understand these things that these arrangements are not ordinary at least we have to become aware that this is how the lord is operating the snakes how do they sustain the snakes you know when they lay eggs they eat two three eggs when they egg, they sustain themselves and they give birth to the other eggs that is how they sustain sometimes just by breathing air the uh, snakes are existing all different varieties of foods are everything designed by the lord and they are sustaining how is this possible the bodies are designed the food is designed everything deep within the ocean there are so many fishes which are existing so nicely all because of the lord so we should know that this is not an ordinary thing 
This is definitely a very powerful thing. Jivanam Sarva Bhuteshu. He has assigned a specific food for everyone. And then Lord is also saying that Tapash Chasmi Tapash Vishu. He is also saying that the Tapaha, the Tapas, Tapas means not just chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, every like the ability to do Tapas in all the Tapas fees is actually coming from me. Isn't it? Same person sometimes when you're traveling, you will not feel hungry. You're traveling for two days, you'll not feel hungry. And the same person, sometimes you feel so hungry. You cannot even wait for a minute. You feel so hungry that you want to eat immediately. One, one day you will be able to do tapas of not eating. Another day you will not be able to do tapas. The ability comes from where? The ability comes from the Lord. Even to do tapasya, the Lord has to give us that strength. So, you see, these all things are very powerful. And in the previous verse, Krishna also explained, Paurusham, even the ability in the man, ability in the man, is coming from me. There is a specific strength that a man gets. That ability, that strength is actually me. The original ability. Paurusham. So, these are very powerful things to be contemplated upon. Where he is saying that these all original things are actually originating from me. So, Krishna is now basically giving Vijnana. He's saying this is earlier what I told you was Jnana, knowledge, earth, water, fire, air, ether. But now, he's talking about earth, water, fire, air, ether, but he's giving Vijnana. He's giving the science behind what is the origin, what characteristics these people have, these elements have, all these things he's explaining. And he's also saying that it is me who is uh, actually sustaining all of these things. Right? So, any questions, please? Any questions? So, I just wanted to cover up these two shlokas today. And there are so many beautiful things that Krishna is going to talk about in the future also. But if there are any questions, please feel free to ask. Prabhuji, I have a question that is not related to these two verses, but to a previous verse. <laughs> yes, yes, go ahead. So, it's from, I think, 5.15, where we had seen that uh, how... Uh, Yogi sees everyone equally. Yes, yes. A Brahman, a dog, a dog eater, elephant, a cow, right. everything he sees equally and he sees Krishna within all of them. So I wanted yes. to ask, how do we, you know, practically implement that in our life by, you know, when we see people, there are people uh, in, uh, like when I meet, there are people that who eat meat, who even talk about beef to that extent. But yeah. there are people who are devotees also. Of course, devotees are there. And then there are other people who are like, they might be normal people. But it's like, I'm not able to practically, you know, see them as equal. And not, it's not about equal, but, you know, somewhere we are judging them or, you know. So how do we exactly. implement that? So this is very interesting now. See, sometimes there are a lot of uh, people who have a lot of fame. Materially speaking, Actually, everybody is struggling. <coughs> no matter he is a prime minister, he is a wonderful actor, or he is anybody. Everybody who is having this material body in one way or the other way is actually suffering. But you should know that they have certain abilities. For example, now prime minister, he has a certain ability to rule or he has ability to control few people. That ability, Paurusham, 
Krishna is saying that mind has ability. So ability, that ability is what we should appreciate and we should see that actually this is being given to this person because of the Lord. And according to his karma, it is being sanctioned. So some people are very, very good in speaking, good in singing, good in acting. All these different abilities in man is actually originating from the Lord. But right now, we can only appreciate their abilities. But as a person, we may not be uh, uh, as spiritual as we are, but they are conditioned. So what we see them in is, he is also part and parcel of the Lord. He is a spiritual entity after all. <coughs> but his consciousness, his consciousness is forcing him to think in a certain way, act in a certain way. His consciousness is polluted. So, in fact, what you should do is, you should have compassion on these people. Oh my God, this person, he's actually a part and parcel of Krishna. He's being sustained by Krishna. So what I can do is, in my capacity, let me try to somehow try to bring this person closer to Krishna. That is the duty of a devotee. So although we are not able to see them on an equal platform, but can I find a way to actually bring him closer to the Lord? In some way, can he become Krishna conscious? You can just give him prasadam. You can just uh, give him a little bit of uh, this knowledge about the sound vibration, this uh, wonderful Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Little knowledge, if he's, he's able to understand, if he's able to grasp this thing. So as a devotee, we need to have compassion on these people. Although you're not able to see them on an equal platform as a spiritual being, but at least you know theoretically that he belongs to Krishna. He's in one way from the spiritual perspective. He's your god brother or a god sister, right? Because they're all part and parcel of Krishna. So he's forgotten the Lord. You have now recognized the Lord, original father. They don't know who their father is. So can you help them to understand if they take it, well and good. If they don't take it, but at least you're happy that you have done your dharma. Dharma of preaching to them about the science of God. So that is how we should have compassion. That is what Prabhupada did. When he went to the West, they were all into nonsensical things. So Prabhupada did not see any of those things. Prabhupada just saw that, okay, these people are part and parcel. Let me help them. So although we are not at the level of Prabhupada to see all of them at equal vision, we are not Pandita Samadarshina, but theoretically we know that yes, he is a part and parcel. Let me help in some way or other way. And the best way to help anyone is to give prasadam. Because everybody appreciates prasadam. And they, just by coming in contact with prasadam, eating prasadam, they get purified. And that will take them to the next step of spiritual consciousness. By giving prasadam to these people, they will slowly evolve. If not this lifetime, the next lifetime. So all this is very much possible. So you should do your dharma as a devotee and have compassion on these people. Don't reject them. Be an all-inclusive person. Devotees are all very inclusive people. They are not exclusive people. Anything related to Krishna, we take inclusive. And they, people means they are somewhere connected to Krishna. Paramatma is in their heart. So you should pray to the Paramatma. Please, my Lord Paramatma, inspire me to inspire that other person. You know, it's very interesting. Inspire me, O Lord Paramatma, so that I can inspire the person who is there. And he is there. You are there in him. You are there in me. So inspire me so that I can inspire him about you. That is all. And that way the Lord will inspire you. Because you are doing his duty. Right? So this is how you can do at this stage. And by doing gradually these things, you will start seeing Panditaha Samadarshina. Gradually you will come to a state where, oh yes, he is also part and parcel. That's how Uttam Adhikari is thinking that actually I am not serving the Lord. All these even materialistic people, they are serving the Lord. In one way or the other way. That is how Uttama Adhikari is. 
so we are kanishtha adhikari right so we won't be able to see. so just do the duty of preaching to these people that is that will be nice okay yeah, thank you Hare Krishna. Okay. Hare Krishna. Any other question? Anyone? So, let's continue from 10th verse uh, next week again, next Sunday. And there are many wonderful things that Krishna is explaining in the next uh, verses. So, until then, please take care and be safe. Uh, and nothing to worry about Omicron and Corona and COVID. Absolutely, I've already told you before. Nothing to worry. Just uh, uh, stay calm and... and Stay healthy by eating good food. That's it. And nothing to worry about. Corona is not going to do anything to you. And especially devotees, don't worry. Nothing will happen. Alright? So take care. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu.